Hey guys, before we get started on today's episode, I do just want to throw a small disclaimer out here that we will be talking about some graphic things in regards to Dahmer's murders. Listener's discretion is advised. Go ahead. Hey guys, and welcome back to another spectacular episode of Haunted Horrors. I am here with two of my favorite people in the entire world, Lauren and Mackenzie. Wow. Hello. <laughs> you guys sound so excited to be here. Sorry, hello. Really are super stoked. All right, so our big topic today, guys, is going to be Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Spooky, spooky. All the spooks. Yes. You sound like you were having a stroke. <laughs> That's Mackenzie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You, Way to clarify. <laughs> you worry me sometimes. <laughs> to clarify Anyways. For all right. So, what do you guys already know about him? So, I mean, I know he's from he's from Milwaukee. I mean, obviously, he's from that's kind of the big thing. We're all from Wisconsin, so he's kind of our resident serial killer, I guess, besides Ed Gein. Um, and I mean, he was a cannibal, right? I mean, there's necrophiliac, um, chemist. <laughs> um, I guess I guess you could say that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of really disturbing things um, that he did. I mean, it's just very, very. When you just go, when you even just reading the Wikipedia article about it, it's pretty mm-hmm. incredible. Like just like incredible <laughs> in the sense, incredible in the sense that this like, guy is incredible. No, incredible in the sense that like there's a person out there that thinks this way and that's how they act it's crazy though yeah well not crazy because he's sane oh he's sane you're correct yeah that's the weird thing that's the thing that strikes me about him but we can Mm -hmm. get into that later i think because we gotta start from the beginning right yes the beginning which is back in may of 1960 may 21st he was born Happy birthday. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Uh, the world definitely not, messed up. <laughs> shocking that there's not a Jeffrey Dahmer day. <laughs> it is. It's May 21st. <laughs> I feel like it's not a real thing, though. Oh, it is now. Is it really? I it's don't know. It's called his birthday. <laughs> well, I know it's his birthday, but it's not like a holiday for Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there should be. because There's <laughs> a holiday for Mackenzie Jens. It's called January 10th. Because that's your birthday. Because that's my birthday. Yeah, but, like, people don't have off oh, work. Oh, look, I'm busy that day. I'm sorry. That's, I, I didn't expect you to celebrate with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like Lauren said, born in Milwaukee. Um, the best, well, I wouldn't say the best because that's not the right words I'm looking for. But <laughs> um, it was claimed that he was deprived of attention as an infant because his dad was off trying to get a college degree and I think like being a chemist, chemistry, some shit like that. And apparently his mom was just always bedridden. Oof. Okay. So, so like that's like rough, a lot of rough kids, childhood. Though. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Of, I mean, it doesn't obviously it doesn't excuse anything. But rough childhood. Um the weird thing is he was described as a very energetic kid like up through about the age of 4. Um he There's this weird thing about a surgery being, like, an issue of why he is 
the way he was. Which is bull. I'm sorry, but that's bull. I'm I'm like a hernia repair is not going to like make somebody mentally unstable. That's not going to mess with your brain. Maybe the doctor just fucked up and didn't know how to do his job. Maybe it was the anesthetic. It could be. Well, I I think that's I think that was the theory was that there was too much anesthetic used or something like that or it was the wrong kind and he had some kind of like reaction to it or something like that. At least that's what that's what Wikipedia says and everything that Wikipedia says is a hundred percent true. I don't know because like a lot of the stuff that's (laughs) a lot of the stuff that uh, is wrong with him, like all of his mental incapacities and whatnot, they all sound developmental. It doesn't sound like a like hormonal imbalance or anything. Right. What was it? He he says it says here he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizotypal personality disorder, and a psychotic disorder. But right. he was found legally sane at trial. So like like you said earlier, he was just he was coherent enough to stand right. trial, which is all that that means. Which means he was in, you know, some kind of frame of mind. Right, because insanity doesn't necessarily mean mentally unstable. Right, right. Or wait, no, sanity doesn't necessarily yeah. mean mentally unstable. Right. But there's another weird thing that <clears throat> kind of leads up to his whole fascination with bodies and just the structure of it. Um, at the age of four, he was helping his dad clear out like animal carcasses and stuff from under the house. And he just was weirdly fascinated about how all the bones fit together and everything. So he started dismembering bodies of dead animals and keeping them in, like, jars. Isn't that a sign of, like, somebody who's... Some weird shit? Yeah, but like, sure but is. But, like, if you see a kid, like, hurting an animal or something like that, isn't that... That's a sign of a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm glad to say I never hurt an animal. I was little. I mean, besides like hunting, that's still hurting an animal. Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, <laughs> but I mean, it's not a sign of a so- it's not a sign of a sociopath. Maybe it is. I, don't I know. mean, you are sane, so I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> the w- the weird thing is though, with all of this, his dad never questioned it. Like when he would ask his dad questions about th- like reactions to what if I put this animal body part in this kind of like chemical, what would happen? And his dad just took that as a sign of, oh, I can teach my kid the stuff that I'm going to school for and that I learned and I'm doing with my career, so maybe one day he'll grow up to be like me. So he was more happy that his son was just showing an interest. Yeah. Right, yeah. Let's understand. I mean, it, I mean I'd be proud of that too, you know? Yeah, like if, if my kid was that, that phrasing is bizarre. Yeah. What would happen if I put a body part in this this chemical? Like that would definitely tweak me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think there's there's some kind of uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of is. There's some Come kind on, of dis- there's some kind podcast. there's you some have kind to know of words. there's some kind of disconnect there between the father and son. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe he did question it, and maybe he just didn't want to know. Well, that's what she, like there's. There's kid serial killers, or not serial killers, but kid murderers out there, and their parents are always, like, every single time you hear about it, it's their parents were super, like, 
I can't my kid, kid my kid can't do that and like they would even take the blame for what happened because they just didn't want to believe that their kid would do something like that. So I feel like maybe oh, like that movie we need to talk about Kevin. Did you ever see that? Yeah, we need to talk about Kevin with yeah. the bow and arrows and everything. Yeah. I have yeah. not even heard of this movie. That's a great it movie. Is. It's, it's a, a great movie, but it's really hard to watch. So this 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 little bit of a tangent. But he this it's about uh was he adopted? Was he? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't know if he was or not, but he was, like, very disturbed from, like, an early age. But his mom was, like, didn't, like, kind of not not necessarily ignorant. But no, she was the only one that knew there was something way wrong with right. him. Right. But the dad was, like, no, 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 he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. So, and then it builds up to this climax, and he goes on a – he. it shows, like, throughout the movie he's getting really good with, like, bows and arrows. And then it gets to the end of the movie, and he – shoots shoots up his school with a bow and arrow. He locks the whole entire school in a gymnasium. Or not yeah, the after killing his sister and his, his yeah. uh, dad. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's an amazing it's movie. It's really hard to watch. But, like, the reason that I brought that up is because it keeps showing the mom and people, like, hate her mm-hmm. because of the fact that, you know, her kid killed all their kids. And, like, she just, like, she doesn't even know how to respond to it because she was the only one being like, no, he's definitely messed mm-hmm. up. There's something wrong here. We need to help him. When the movie ends too, I think doesn't she he, she visits him in prison. Yep. And he like there's almost no remorse. No. Nope. Like at all. No, nope, but it, it is like the first time that he shows even a like a tiny bit emotion. of emotion. Yeah. It's hmm. a good movie. Watch it. It's great. Okay. But well, that's kind of I mean <laughs> that was a little bit of a tangent, but like sorry. that I think that applies with this whole situation. Oh, absolutely. You know I think it's the whole thing where maybe his dad had some kind of inkling about it, but there wasn't really a desire to do anything about it or he really just didn't want to know like why would you want to know that your kid is like psychotic yeah very true well while we're talking about kids being psychotic um (laughs) (laughs) on that note (laughs) on that note reeling her back in here (laughs) what i don't understand is why or how his parents or just anyone in general didn't weren't noticing these little things, especially when, I'm, I'm going to assume between the age of four and ten, because there was no other ages listed, he decapitated a dead dog and then nailed the dog's body to a tree. Does it make me a horrible person that when you said that, I was like, oh good, it was a dead dog. At least I, it was a dead dog. It was already dead. I mean, yeah. I don't, that doesn't really make you a terrible person, <laughs> but... Definitely doesn't make me a great person. <laughs> Keep your dogs away from crazy kids. <laughs> but, oh, man. It says it says here that... Like, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article, and again, of course, not everything on Wikipedia is true, but it says he... he with live animals, he explored their bodies to discover where their bones were located. Like, and there's one, there's something to be said, like, if it was a dead animal, and he was, like, just actually curious. Because, like, my sister, she, um, Decapitating like and nailing him to a tree goes beyond no, curiosity. But like, but, like, the whole, like, exploring their bodies just to, like, see their anatomy and stuff like that. Like, my sister did that with frogs, and now she's going to be a doctor. So, it's, like, it's that, Cool, but she didn't decapitate it right. and then nail it there's, to a nephew. There's something tree, to be said so. for, for the curiosity, just childhood curiosity, but... At the same time, there's I feel like there's that line, where like decapitating a dead animal and nailing it to a tree is just there's That's a lot the of line. That's, That's it. pretty aggressive. 
pretty aggressive. Um, it also said that he... Sorry, I'm trying to read what my notes say here. Mm. He admitted like later on in his life that around the age of 14, he began experiencing experiencing sexual compulsions where he he desired boys and not girls and that the sexual fantasies involve submission, violence and death. Wow. I mean, <laughs> still some trippy fantasies. Was the fascination with death like during sex or was it like he would have sex and then kill them or was that the start of like his necrophilia kind I of thing? I feel like that was the start of it. Yeah. So he was more fascinated with just actually having sex with dead people. Basically. Oh, man. I mean, oof. The start of it. Because you don't just dive into necrophilia. No. That's... No. Oof. <laughs> oof. He was also a huge alcoholic, too. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just in my line of vision right now. <laughs> Nobody here is an alcoholic. Alex. Nobody here is an alcoholic. We're no. good Christians. Alcohol's disgusting. It's bad. It's sin juice. Stay in school, kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the alcohol or the marijuanas. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, <laughs> he was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic so in he school. Was in school. In, in high school. In high school, yeah. He would actually bring in and sneak in alcohol into school and just sit there and drink it. I mean, like... What a naughty boy. Yep. Yes, you were right. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer like, was a naughty boy. I feel like in the grand scheme of everything that he did, that's probably, like, the least... Like, you're right. You're right. Bringing yeah. alcohol to school is no, like, decapitating a dead dog yeah. or anything. Or eating people. Or eating people. <laughs> But he he drank to like try and suppress those urges though like oh so he was sexual a, urges he was aware yeah of that and he didn't want to act on them right which I guess kind of probably why he's not categorically a sociopath right right because he felt Labeled like it was wrong yeah because he he was actually of right frame of mind to know what he did was wrong and right. like well, in prison, well even sociopaths can be sane yeah uh-huh. they can be coherent they can make decisions they can lead relatively normal lives they're not like insane just because they have that mental disorder it's Mm -hmm. the same as like you know someone who has depression they're sane Mm -hmm. they just have a problem yeah well what i was saying is he he became a born again christian in prison so he obviously had some sort of remorse wasn't he like beaten to death in prison i'm sorry if i'm jumping the gun no he was he he uh, Christopher Scarver, I think, beat him to death. And, and another inmate, it was like Jesse something, Jesse Anderson, I think. That he beat both of them to death at the same time. And like they were left alone for like 15 minutes. And, it, and the guards came back and both of them were dead. Oh, he killed them? Yeah, Christopher Scarver killed uh, Jeffrey, Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer and Jesse Anderson. Oh, okay. I'm caught up. Because they... Uh, they I just read this like 20 minutes ago, but he, they said he, they, he had like this, uh, daily work duty where he had to go clean the, mm-hmm. the toilets and he did it. He was scheduled to do it that day with Scarver and Anderson. And then Anderson, which ended up being a lie. He told the guards that God told him to do it, but he actually 
he had he had planned it for a long time. So that was a lie. God didn't tell him to do it. No. Wow. No. Well, I didn't I mean, know that. That's interesting. I mean, that's what at least that's what he admitted Hint to of later. Sarcasm. I know that's what I know about the sarcasm. I just choose to just ignore you sometimes because you're just always sarcastic all yeah. the time. And it's, it's, I, it used to be really hard for me to tell when she was sarcastic, but now it, I just assume it's always sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never sarcastic. Never. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Go on. Um, Death in prison. I mean, he his dad talked him into joining the army, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He was in, yeah. 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 He did, but he was discharged because of his basically of his alcoholism. It oh, was he like was a, discharged because of the alcoholism. It was like that was a huge factor in it. Oh. Um and then afterwards after he was discharged um there were at least two soldiers that came forward and said that Dahmer did rape them both. Um one he drugged and the other one he raped repeatedly over a 17 month span. Wow. Damn. Was it, it, so he raped him how many times, does it say? It didn't say exactly how many times, but it was 17 months. Over 17 months time span. Oh my God. So that's like. Daunting? Well, it's daunting, but at the same time, like how does the other person not, was it like over 17 months? How does the other person not? Well, I don't know. Like, like I don't know how they wouldn't come forward unless yeah. it's one of those things that, like, oh, well, I'm a big manly man I know in back the then army, it was so back, it's like... Back then it was probably, like, the whole, like, don't ask, don't tell kind of thing, right? Basically, yeah. Also, do you know how many people are raped and don't say anything? Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, but repeatedly by the same person. That's, yeah. That's, like, that's crazy. I don't know. It's just crazy to me to think about, like... Sorry, getting defensive. No, no, absolutely. Because it was, it's just crazy for me to think about, like, I don't know. That's, that's, that's nuts. Because uh, 17 months. Jeez. That's super shitty to have to deal with, um, like, just trauma from being in the army and then also having that on top of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, that poor guy. They were men? Yes. Okay. Well, because this was back... Well, no, I don't think that mattered at that point. No, because it was in the 80s, right? Yes. Yeah, so it wouldn't have mattered at that point. Yeah. There were females in the Army in the 80s, I think, right? I don't know. I'm not no a female or in the Army, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I am no good to you guys right now. <laughs> You're just here for the entertainment, aren't you? just here to look pretty on a podcast. On a podcast. <laughs> I'm here to look pretty on a podcast. Best compliment <laughs> I've ever got. You've got a great face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else interesting that you came across about his childhood before we start getting into the craziness? Uh, no. Lauren? No. I mean, I'm just looking. I mean, everything is just, it's all, I'm going to use the word again, like incredible. Mm-hmm. That this kind of person like and I know that there's been other serial killers like Dahmer that behaved like him and everything but that's what I think that's what makes shows like Criminal Minds so interesting because it delves into that like psyche that you know people like you and me we have no idea 
what it's like to think that way. Learning about that stuff. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. love, it's going to sound horrible, but people love serial killers. It's such a big thing, especially right now. Like, everybody wants to learn about serial killers. Well, the whole how to, like, uh, making a murderer and everything that's come out on Netflix. Like, have you seen, um, Piers Morgan has a great series called Serial, Serial Killers on Netflix, and he literally goes in and interviews serial killers that are mm-hmm. still in jail right now. And all of them, all of it's them so are ridiculous. still proclaiming their innocence. Well, yeah. And there's like, you've been in jail for 30 years and mm-hmm. you're, you're still saying that you're innocent. And it it's incredible because he tries to get like a confession out of them because he want, the whole idea is that it, you know, give the family some kind of resolve. But it's it's incredible just to like listen to these people talk. It's ridiculous to think that there are that many serial killers. Like, why are there so many serial killers? That's such a, like, baffling concept. Because you'd think that that would be, like, the, like, rare thing to find someone that's literally willing to kill multiple people. But apparently there's a lot of them. Was it Winston Churchill who said, I think it was Winston Churchill, who said that humans have always been consistently good at one thing throughout history and it's killing each other and finding new and creative Oof. ways finding new and creative ways to oh. do that oh. and it was like I, heard, I read that quote and then you know seeing all those shows that are coming out and it's no wonder like people have a fascination with it yeah well also it was uh, Morgan Freeman that was talking about how one of the biggest reasons that we have so many shootings throughout the country is because everybody talks about it. Yeah. They almost become famous. They're mm-hmm. they're like almost admired for the stuff that they do. Like there's so much coverage of it, which I understand like letting people know what happened to like inform like the the county and whatnot. But like the more that we let the whole mm-hmm. nation talk about it, the more it's gonna keep happening because somebody's mm-hmm. gonna hear about it and go Wow, they got really famous from that. I want to do that They're too. They're basically over glorifying such right. negative things. Right. Well, that's that's the the issue that I had with uh, what was the what was the thing that came out on Netflix? Like Zac Efron. The Ted, the Ted Bundy. Yeah, and that was uh, a ridiculous name. Yeah. The movie did not make any sense. The title did not make sense at all. Well, but people were talking about how, like, (coughs) Ted Bundy, like, not even Zac Efron's portrayal, but, like, Ted Bundy was, like, sexy. Well, he was. He was. That's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. that he was successful at killing so many women. All of a sudden, people, the whole nation is talking about this terrible guy in somewhat of a positive light. And it was, like, it was just insane. It was not positive on my end. Well, but I mean, I, I thought it was interesting that he was, he didn't look like a serial killer. Like, you wouldn't, like, see this guy and be like, ooh, he gives me the heebie-jeebies. Well, that's why that, the na- that's why Netflix named it that. Because what when is they, the name? I don't remember, but it's super the long. It's super. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the heebie-jeebies? It's super long, it's super long and convoluted because people were glorifying Ted Bundy after it. And so they changed the name of it to this, like, ridiculous, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that people were, li- like, actually glorifying him. But it, that sounds a lot like um, the series, the Netflix series You. It's just called You. It's extremely like the guy. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. That's the name well, of Well, there you go. That's That'll clear things up. <laughs> well, I mean, they, I think that's why. Because they were, you know, all of a sudden you hear the name Ted Bundy, and all of a sudden there's positive adjectives associated with his name. 
Well, people was, really did love him. Like, even the judge mm -hmm. on, on his trial, like, adored him. Like, he was, like, complimenting him all the time. Aside from his looks, like, was he his personality something that was like uh oh he was well you're smart he was smart and he was um articulate that's why the judge liked him so much i think he was just manipulative so that that movie was based on bundy's former girlfriend elizabeth kendall's memoir the phantom prince my life with ted bundy which is i think what the movie was called before they changed it before they changed the name. I think it was I like the new name better. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> the new name just sounds like the summary. <laughs> yep, they're just describing him. <laughs> well, I think that's, that was the whole idea, was to make it very clear what Netflix thought of Ted Bundy. Netflix is like, hey, guys, we don't like Ted Bundy. Yeah. He was a bad man. Yeah. Just, just so you know. I do have to say Zac Efron was awesome in that movie, I thought. I heard I he did a he really good job. Yeah. I, th I thought he was really good. I thought it was brilliant to cast him as Ted Bundy because yeah. of the fact that Ted Bundy was supposed to be, or he was like this, you know, charming man. Well, that's how he did all of his murders, was mm -hmm. he would charm, you know, charm people. Right. So we're getting off. We're getting way off. We, we are getting way off. <laughs> um, we'll actually take a short break, and then when we come back, we will go ahead and discuss all his murders leading up to his death. and welcome back. Um, thanks for sticking through that short break with us. So now we are going to go ahead and get started on all the crazy shit this man has done <laughs> as far as his murders and talking about his first one up through his arrest and his death. So his very first murder was at the age of 18 where he picked up this hitchhiker, 18-year-old um, Stephen Mark Hicks. Why he has three names, I don't know. But um, Stephen was on his way to a concert, and Dahmer was just like, hey, what? I was going to say Bundy because we were talking about <laughs> Bundy before the break. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, uh, what's this dude's <laughs> name? Dahmer. <laughs> Um, he was like, hey, want to come out, come over, hang out, have some drinks, have some uh, pregame drinks before the concert. So he said, sure, why not? And uh, when he was about to leave, Dahmer did not want him to go. And <laughs> all the crazy stuff happened. He struck Stephen with a 10-pound dumbbell and strangled him to death. Because the first part didn't kill him. Oh, my God. Strangled him to death with the dumbbell. Oh. Oh. That's what this says. Oh, with the dumbbell? Yeah. It says it says that he Hicks wanted to leave why and I didn't have, want him to. <laughs> so he, like, strangled him with <laughs> no, a dumbbell. It's, I'm laughing because it's, it, again, it's, it's incredible. Because it, it says <laughs> it's an incredible. awkward laugh. It says Hicks wanted to leave and I didn't want him to. So in response, Dahmer bludgeoned him to death with a ten-pound dumbbell. Oh my god! Like, oh, but I mean, insane. then he masturbated over his over his body and moved 
his b- dead body to the crawl space of the house. So that's the whole necrophilia. Yeah. Yeah. Where he dissected the body before burying it. So wait, he, you said he had sex over his body. He masturbated, he masturbated over, over the body. body. Oh, okay. It says it says here today that he oh, okay, dis- he dissolved the flesh I didn't in understand. acid. What he dissolved the acid? flesh in acid mm-hmm. before flushing the solution down the toilet. Ew. And he crushed the bones with a sledgehammer and scattered them in the woodland behind the family home. Ew. Oof. Ew. And then he went into the army. So much ew. So that was, yes. before, that was before the yes. army. Jeez. Well, you made it seem like he did that directly after. Like, okay, and I sprinkled the bones all over, and I'm joining the army now. So that's six weeks, six weeks after. That's not that long. No, it's mm-hmm. not, because um, when his parents split up right before he graduated high school, um, they basically just split, and he was there just at the house. Oh, he yeah, because he, he was in high school when he when he first killed someone. Yeah. So he just had his parents' house to himself because the dad yeah. bailed and the mom went somewhere and the dad thought he was with her. Until it was he, the dad and his fiance owned yeah. the house. <sighs> so the dad came back and then convinced him to go into the army and then the rapes happened and then we move on to death number two. Um, September of... 1987, Steve, um, Twomi? Twomi? I think that's right. Swami? I think that's Salami. Salami. Hide the Salami. Oh, well. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think think you're right. I just think it's Twomi. Salami. He checked into, they they checked into a hotel together. And of course, there was. I don't know. It says the fuck. It says he he met him at a bar. <laughs> it says he met him at a bar and persuaded him to return to the ambassador hotel. So it was. It was like a getting late hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course it was. And then there was more heavy <laughs> drinking. So. <laughs> of course it was. Why else do people even use hotels? Sorry, more sarcasm. <laughs> Go on. I'm not even comment on that. <laughs> um, no comment. But when Dahmer woke up in the morning after being very drunk, he found Steve's body like completely um, blood soaked. Um, he had the blood on his hands, so he had to go out and buy a large suitcase so he could move the body. Out of the hotel, and moved it to his grandma's basement. Was this the one where he didn't mean to kill him? Or I, he did. He didn't intend to, and then I think he, so. woke, he woke up yes. the next morning and found yep. him dead. Yeah, that's literally what he just said. No, he but was he he, blood and he went. He didn't intend. He didn't lure him back to the hotel with the intention of killing. him. <coughs> he said he. I think he said he wanted to. Well, he just wanted to rape him or something like that. Oh, just no. Just, but I mean. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't. I didn't mean to kill you, dude. I just wanted to rape you. I mean, goodness gracious. Not what I meant. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not like making fun of you. I'm just like making that's, fun of I'm me. Make, I'm <laughs> making fun of Dahmer Operately right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fact that he even yeah, yeah, exactly. The fact that he even felt the need to clarify that is pretty ridiculous. So like nobody knows how that like was there an autopsy. 
Like, did the did they find out how he died? Because if he's just covered in blood, then like. I mean, he was also like Dahmer also masturbated over this body as well. Mm-hmm. So. So he killed him with his dick. I mean. No, I just mean like they. So it all goes back to him regardless if they were to find the body. Yeah, I'm just like curious how because the first guy he like bludgeoned him with a dumbbell. So it I'm, sounds like I'm it curious. sounds like this was blunt force trauma because it says okay. that his chest was crushed in and entire his whole Oof. body was black and blue with bruises Oof. and blood was seeping from his mouth. Oh, and Dahmer's fists and one forearm were extensively bruised. So. Oh my god, I just got like chills. That's horrible. That's yeah. so fucking. And this horrible. was the first this was the first one he dismembered too. Yeah. Yeah. Did he like dismember him and then put him in a suitcase? It says no, he's he purchased the suitcase which he transported the body to his grandmother's residence and mm-hmm. there one week one week later, it was there for a whole week. Oh. And he said he severed the head, arms and legs oh. from the torso, then filleted filleted the bones from the body before cutting the flesh into pieces small enough to handle. He then placed the flesh inside plastic garbage bags, wrapped the bones inside a sheet, and pounded them into splinters with a sledgehammer, and the entire entire process took Dahmer only two hours to complete. He disposed of all of Tuomi's remains, excluding the severed head in the trash. Oh Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so awful. Do you need a trash can? Is There's one right there. <laughs> it's, it's lined and everything. Is this a good time to, like, warn people listening to this podcast that this going to be a little graphic? <laughs> I mean, I can always go back and throw a disclaimer at them. I feel, like, so. I feel like if they clicked on this, they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> right. Unless they're like, oh, what's a Jeffrey Dahmer? What's yeah. a Dahmer? What's a Dahmer? Okay, but he also killed, like, two other people in his grandma's basement, and she didn't know anything was going on. Like, Grandma. She, like she yeah. just she she kicked him out mainly because she was tired of him coming home late and being drunk all the time. Yeah. Okay. Not, not because of the dead bodies in her basement or the stench probably coming from the basement. Yeah. How did she not know if there are like the body dead was there bodies? For a week? Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be a smell. How do you Unless not he put know ice something on him is? Or something? That's true. That's, that's true. the only thing I can think of. Is that he put ice on him? Because otherwise there had to be some kind of smell. Right. There Unless his grandma there. just wasn't home, like, ever. That made a nice noise. <laughs> oh, that was not a fun noise. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, the, yeah. I was just reading the next one. Go for oh. it. Oh. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Well, which one were you reading? Because I was going to mention the encounter with the 13-year-old. Yeah. The what? Le- the 13-year-old Laos- Laotian boy. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. is it Laos? Is he from Laos? A- L-A-O-S? Is that how it's spelled? I don't know. No. I don't know. No. I have basically lotion. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, I felt weird saying it because it sounds L-A-O-T-I-A-N. like lotion. We apologize lotion. if we say it wrong. Yeah. But we we do theater. We're not smart. Yes. <laughs> well, that's why I do theater because I'm not smart. I can't. Not that smart. I didn't have to act when I played that part either. When did that one take place? So I'm trying to find it. Um, 13 year old? Yeah. March 1989. 1989, okay. Because then it resulted in charges of sexual exploitation and second degree sexual assault. Oh, yeah, yep. Okay. Oof. Um, Just a boy. He, but he pleaded guilty and 
how he saw the error of his ways. So the defense counsel was arguing that he needed treatment and not incarceration. And then the, so the judge agreed. But he was given an early release after only 10 months. Yeah, that's what, yeah. It even says, it says two months after he was convicted and two months prior to his sentencing, he killed his fifth victim for that. So while he was going through the court process, he was still killing. Well, on, there's on the real. justice system. Yeah. Hard at work. Isn't that crazy, though? And I'm sure that that has happened a lot with serial killers. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Because that was the one thing, <laughs> we reference Chris Criminal Minds again, but they say if you start to go after, like if you show that you're on to like a serial killer while you're searching for them <laughs> or like trying to pin a murder on them or something like that, if you go, if you show them that you're on to them, they'll start to kill quicker because it's like a... It's like a psyche thing that they feel they have no time left. They're just going to accelerate mm-hmm. their timeline of murders. Which I think happened with Dahmer, too. Because near the end, he killed a lot more often, didn't he? Yeah, because actually, I was just going to me- comment on that, so it's nice that you brought that up. Because after his release, over the following two <coughs> years, like the body count went from like the four or five up to about 17, 18 bodies. Yeah, you really can't, you can't blame the... Um, legal system for that though, because like just because he was in trouble for one thing, they had no reason. Oh no, to believe right? That. They had no, yeah. I, yeah, no reason to believe that he was a serial killer. Right, and one of the most prolific ever. And that was something. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember where I was reading it, but I was reading about like um, the thing about serial killers is they are really smart people. Like they have to be yeah. in order to pull something like that off. They have to be very creative and very manipulative and very high IQs in order to do something like that. So, like, of course, no one's going to question it because it just seems like a very smart individual. There's Mm -hmm. no reason to, like, have any red flags. Yeah. It was also saying how he started developing rituals at that point with his his body counts, with his murders. Like, Like he... Well, from what I found about his ritual things, it was saying how he would experiment with chemical means of disposal and then he would consume the flesh and then um injecting them with acid there have been a few times where he attempted lobotomies while they were still alive oh wow but i think i don't think it was with like the whole ice pick thing or whatever that they used to do i think it was like a drill that he used tried using um but yeah, it was just crazy. Just all the shit he would do. Do we want to talk about how he was captured before we wrap, yes. wrap up? So this is the like the craziest thing, and I'm just going to like read this down. But It says, on July 22nd of 1991, Dahmer approached three men with an offer of 100 bucks to accompany him to his apartment to pose for nude photographs, um, drink beer, and simply keep him company. One of the trio, 32-year-old Tracy Edwards, agreed to accompany him back to his apartment. Um, And upon entering Dahmer's apartment, Edwards ordered a foul odor and several boxes of hydrochloric acid on the floor, which Dahmer claimed to use for cleaning bricks. And after some minor conversation, Edwards responded to Dahmer's request to turn his head and view his tropical fish, whereupon Dahmer placed a handcuff on his wrist. 
Edwards asked what's happening. Dahmer unsuccessfully attempted to cuff his wrists together, then told Edwards to accompany him to the bedroom to pose for nude pictures. While inside the bedroom, Edwards noted nude male posters on the wall and that a videotape of The Exorcist 3 was playing. He also noted a blue 57-gallon drum in the corner from which a strong odor emanated. Yikes. And he went on to basically start threatening him, and Edwards observed <coughs> Dahmer rocking back and forth and chanting before turning his attention back to him. Chanting. Um, so, needless to say, Edwards escaped, um, and he flagged down... At 11.30 p.m., he flagged down two Milwaukee PD officers, and the officers ended up going up into the apartment and, of course, finding... And Just the two? Yeah, just the two officers went into the apartment, and they found, of course, everything. I mean, in the bedroom, uh, there was a huge knife on the bed. There was an open drawer, which contained Polaroid pictures of dismembered human bodies. Um, I mean, and the fridge was filled of uh, severed heads and human flesh in Rubbermaid containers. Like, I mean, plastic... <laughs> portions of muscle wrapped in plastic bags on shelves like just out in the open and the crazy thing is too that they said during this entire like when they were in his house he was acting completely normal Mm -hmm. which is why i think that a big reason they thought he was going to plead insanity because during this whole you know in the like interrogation process and in his confession there wasn't any like he didn't act like he was doing anything wrong he didn't try to hide anything like, he literally was like, yeah, come on in. And they just, like, found all this shit. And it's, like, it's unreal. It's ridiculous. It's, it, that's what blows me away is that during that whole process, he didn't act like he was doing anything wrong. But then he goes in and confesses. And then only when he's in prison does he have some kind of remorse for what he did. You know, and maybe it could have been completely false, too. I mean, probably caught up with him. I mean, it's not like, you know, he had a lot to do in prison other than sit there and, you know, stew over everything that happened. Right. Yeah, because a lot, well, a lot of serial killers in prison, they, they revert to Christianity just to try to get good behavior so they can get better. Better, like, living, you know what I mean? Better, like, living conditions Mm -hmm. and more privileges and stuff like that. And and that's not even just serial killers. That's, I feel like, I know that's a lot of what people do in prison. Um, But is probably total BS. But, again, there was at least some kind of thing where he realized that he, he had to have realized he did something wrong in order to, you know, he got baptized, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And they said when, uh, what, Christopher Scarver said after he killed Dahmer, he said the whole time when he was beating him, he didn't cry out. He didn't scream. He didn't, like, cry. He didn't do anything. He just took it and died. So there had to have been some kind of remorse there for that to happen. Right. Yeah, just the shit this guy's done is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But thank you guys so much for (laughs) joining me on this podcast and talking about crazy shit murders do. On that note, now that I'm completely mentally scarred for the day... (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Absolutely down to talk about 
It's my first my first podcast, guys. Yeah, Mackenzie's first podcast. Yay! Yay! I lost my pod virginity. Whoa. Um, (laughs) On that note, (laughs) we're we're gonna head out. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.